Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello and welcome in to the Lombardi Line on a Wednesday alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And we're going to jump right in. Lots to get to today because for the second day in a row, we have massive news that comes through overnight. Yesterday, it was James Harden to the Los Angeles Clippers. And then now this morning, we get the bombshell dropped, Michael, that in Vegas, Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler were fired. And now enter the human element as well, Michael, your son Mick, OC in Vegas. Yeah. caught in the crossfire as well. You've you've been in this business a long time. You've seen it all. It doesn't get any easier, though, when these types of things happen. Well, you know, it's always hard for your son because, you know, no matter how old they are, they're still little boys, right? And so you always want to try to do something to protect your kids. And unfortunately, as they get older, you can't. And so it's harder actually on me than it is him. I mean, everybody keeps telling them they're sorry, but Look, when they entered this profession, both of them, they accepted the code of conduct that goes with this profession, which is you're vulnerable. You're going to get fired at some point during your career. It's happened to the greatest coach of all time and Paul Brown. It's happened to bad coaches. It happens to everybody. You move on. And this isn't going to be the moment that defines you, but how you react will define you. And so it is unfortunate. I feel bad for McDaniels because he is a friend. And, you know, this is the second job in a row where he hasn't even gotten two full seasons at a place where they were told they were going to try to rebuild. And some of it's on them, right? They've made some horrendous decisions within the building that they have to be accountable for. And the one thing I do know in my time in the NFL is when you don't come in with a plan, when you don't come in with a, with a clear idea about where we're going at the quarterback position, the owner is going to take a lot of heat for not winning. And if your owners can stand, handle it and stays off of Twitter, pretty good. But David Tepper said something very revealing, the owner of the Carolina Panthers this summer. They asked him, what's the hardest thing about being an owner? And he said Twitter. Yeah. And so the social media and all those aspects come together. And if your owner's not bought into the plan or doesn't trust you to run the plan, 
then your time is limited. So life goes on. You know, he's got a contract. He'll be fine. Josh McDaniels has four more years at a ridiculous amount of money. He'll be fine. So will Dave Ziegler. And the Raiders will be fine, too, because what we know about these organizations is they go on. They go on. But at some point, Mark Davis is going to have to say, okay, I trust this guy enough to withstand all the criticism. It's going to take some time to rebuild this program. Right. They will go on with linebacker coach Antonio Pierce in the interim as the head coach assistant GM Champ Kelly will be interim GM and the Raiders will then conduct their coaching search moving forward in the offseason. But you mentioned it and I said to you off air before we got started today this I was shocked by the timing of it because it did feel kind of like a knee jerk reaction to a bad performance on Monday night. Maybe it goes twofold the last couple weeks with the decision making from McDaniels to go ahead and start Brian Hoyer. And then last week, Jimmy Garoppolo, probably the nail in the coffin there in his performance. Um, but to me, it's just again, you said it one and a half years into a six year contract where you're given the expectation up front that you'll have the opportunity to rebuild. And I hear so many people today on the radio talking about how, oh, well, he inherited a 10 win team that went to the playoffs and went toe to toe with the Bengals and the Bengals ended up going to the Super Bowl. But like I was doing a deep dive into that season, Michael, and yeah, they went 10 and seven, but that Raiders team was outscored by 65 points. They went seven and two in games that were decided by seven points or less. So you have that luck factor, that four-game winning streak to end the season concluded with wins over quarterbacks Nick Mullins and Drew Locke. Carson Wentz had chosen not to be vaccinated. You remember it's the COVID year. He ends up um, coming back from the COVID list like hours before that game. And their young core, all of the draft picks, the first-round picks that haven't worked out for the Raiders that aren't McDaniel's fault. Like, I'm not trying to make excuses for the Raiders in this spot, but it's not like he inherited like this team that was really blossoming and on this trajectory to make an incredible run. I feel like they were kind of set up for failure and then weren't given a lot of opportunity to kind of build something. Well, I I think that's what Mark Davis has to look at, right? He's got to decide to himself, like, how am I going to repair this? Because in the last, since 2002, since we went to the Super Bowl in two, They've only had two seasons, two seasons of which they had a positive point differential. Two. They had one in 2016 when they went to the playoffs and lost that wild card game, right? And they had one in 2010 with Tom Cable, and that was just 39 yards. Other than that, they have not even come close, not come close to a difference in point differential. Gruden took over a team that, you know, his first year there, he's minus 177. The next year, he's down to minus 106. Then he's down to minus 44. So this team hasn't been really in in play. Now, if you talk to Raider fans, they think they're right there, right? And then you look at the draft picks, of which, again, Mark Davis has given people the authority to run those picks. And so, you know, look, there's two players from the – you go back the last six drafts, there's only really two players, Jacobs – and Colton yeah. Miller that are contributing at a level that you would expect for th- first three-round picks. I mean, the, the the 21 draft is a complete washout with Leatherwood and all those guys, and then the 22 with Ruggs and everybody else is a washout. But nobody wants to hear about that, right? It's the great Lou Holtz line where Lou Holtz says 80% of the people uh, don't care about your problems and the other 20% are happy you have them. And so nobody's going to listen to this is really not a good situation in terms of the talent level. They saw they went to the playoffs in 11, 21, excuse me, and they think they're a playoff team. 
I knew watching the Monday night game, I was sitting with Big Daddy, and I could tell from Aikman the way he was treating the situation without really any kind of objectivity towards the coaching staff that he probably knew something was going to happen. And so, you know, that's what happens in our profession. You accept it. You move on. Life goes on. You, that's why you have contracts. And, you know, you can sit here and make a thousand excuses, but at the end of the day, you don't win close games. You're going to get fired. You go through this list, Michael, specifically with first-round picks. You mentioned Ruggs, Damon Arnett, Alex Leatherwood, Jonathan oh, Abram. They declined the option for Cleland Farrell. They they declined the option for Josh Jacobs as well. He ends up obviously earning the contract last year. But you break it down, five of their last seven first-round picks are no longer with the team. And when we talk about patience with 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 certain coaches and how they go on to progress or not – Kyle Shanahan, we talk about him all the time on this program. 10 and 22, his first two seasons in San Francisco. Dan Campbell, 419 and 1 to start his Lions head coaching career. He's gone 13 and 4 since. And so you look at some of these coaches, how they get the opportunity to build on it. Even John Gruden started 11 and 21 in his second stint with the Raiders. But yeah. moving forward. But, but again, he yeah. had they had a positivity from the social. There, nobody was on them. This is look, Josh. For whatever reason, partly because of the Patriot way, partly because of no one really believes in that. I mean, Mark Davis was getting pressure to fire him last year, the first year in a six-year contract. I mean, think about that. I mean, there was a lot of that. And when you get that behind, when that comes behind you, it's hard to overcome. And they started this year truly probably believing they needed to win. And they weren't, they're not a good enough team. Here's the, here's the funny thing. Like the decision to fire Carr wasn't to, to change from Carr wasn't just one person. It was a universally organizational decision that probably wanted to go back in time to do it earlier. So when you fired Carr, which was probably the right thing as an organization, you couldn't expect that you're going to turn this around unless you got a first round, unless you got drafted a quarterback, which mm-hmm. there wasn't one when you picked. So like at some point you have to grin and bear the rebuild. And if you're not ready to do it, or in Mark Davis's defense, maybe he felt like Ziggler and McDaniels weren't the right people to rebuild his franchise. Now he's back out looking again for this, and he's got a lot of money tied up in two coaches, Gruden in that lawsuit, and now McDaniels. There are already, you know, names swirling on social media about who could be the next guy. I feel like speaking of Twitter and social media, Jim Harbaugh is like the big name that everybody thinks because of what's going on at Michigan. He could come back to the NFL. Could he make sense? Are there any names that already have come to mind to you or just kind of sit back and take this next step forward? Well, I I think it's got to be somebody who Mark Davis is like when he gave John Gruden the 10 year contract. Look, he loved John Gruden. You know, and he and he did not see any of the problems with John. He gave him a ten-year contract, and he gave John three years of of losing record. I mean, four, twelve, seven, and nine, eight, and eight. Right, the best John ever finished was second. I mean, John's record after not after Dungey, when you examine that, has not been good. But he believed in John. I think the most important thing in this next hire is for Mark Davis to believe in the guy. If that's Jim Harbaugh, that'd be great. If it's someone, if it's Antonio Pierce, that's great. But at some point, he's going to have to lay a foundation and believe he's hired the right people to run this. Because if he continues to go down this road where they're blowing draft picks, look, you're playing against Mahomes and Herbert. Yeah. You better get your act together pretty quickly, or you're not going to catch on to him. And you got Sean Payton there sitting in Denver, 
right? So it's not an easy division to walk into. You better figure it out quickly, and we'll see. I mean, look, I, I again, I'm not upset. I think this is was I, I think this was inevitable. You could feel it coming, and I felt it after the Monday night game because you could just sense that they didn't have the confidence in the people making those decisions. Looking to the the game ahead this weekend, the Giants have gone from getting two and a half to getting just one and a half in Vegas against the Raiders. I think that flips. When yeah. they name Aiden O'Connell, the st- I mean, first of all, you're putting Aiden O'Connell in a game against Don Martindale's blitz package. That's going to be a challenge. I see this line moving, even though we don't know who the starting quarterback is for the Giants yet. They haven't declared Jones yeah. as the def- starter. We'll know today, but right now it's 2BD. And look, they elevated Tommy DeVito. Think about that. Yeah. Yep, a lot that we need to keep an eye on with this game. And again, for the meantime, Antonio Pierce will be the guy leading the charge for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, When we come back here on the Lombardi line, we'll go back to a little bit of what happened yesterday in the trade deadline. Not as many big names or as much action as I think we anticipated going into the day, but still some notable roster tweaks to go over. We'll get Michael to grade the trade as we roll on here on the Lombardi line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosting guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can also check on the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24-7 video access, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now and get access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Lombardi line as we kind of wrap up that conversation from our opening block about the Raiders, Michael. I saw this come across on Twitter and I'll have to do the math in my head to confirm if this is true or not. But during the Andy Reid era, 
17 different coaches between like interims and head coaches have coached the Raiders, Broncos and Broncos and Chargers in that time that he's been yeah. with KC. That's wild. Right. I mean, and but look, nobody, you know, patience. Andy Reid went six and uh, four and 12 his last season. I mean, there's nobody has patience, but where Reid was really good was Reid's first year in Philly. You know, he got the second pick overall in the draft and he got Donovan McNabb. And all of a sudden now he's building his team. When you take over a team with expectations like with Carr, even though the 10 and seven, you and I know was very fortunate. Right, you can say whatever you want. It was, but when you don't show the fan base a plan, for as much as I hate the process, right, and I hate it with a passion, what I learned from it was sell the plan. Like it, they sold it. They had idiots screaming the process works, right? They had people buying into the process. There's T-shirts about the process, right? It's been a colossal failure. But when you sell something and you tell people, here's our plan, here's what we're going to try to accomplish, you'll get people to buy into it. But you got to hit with the picks. You got to do the right thing, right? You can't make the mistake on, you know, look, I've said this numerous times, so I'm on record. One of the things I learned from Bill Walsh, one of the many, many, many things I've learned from him was simply this, the last position on your team, the last position on your team that you fix is the wide receiver because it's impossible to maneuver around if you just have a great receiver. I mean, the Calvin Johnsons, and just go through all of them that had were on these great receivers that really couldn't help their team win. And I think to me, where the Niners gain an advantage and where some of these other teams, Philadelphia, is they stick to a team-building philosophy of offensive and defensive linemen. And when you don't have that philosophy – and all of a sudden you're trading for receivers when your roster isn't good and you don't have any draft picks to support it, you can't get the ball to them. It's like the other night. Everybody said, well, they're not getting the ball to the receiver. Well, okay, they, they threw it to him twice. He's wide open, but they missed the throw. They're high school throws. you got to make those throws. But to me, it comes down to that. And that's where you can say he didn't have enough, Josh didn't have enough time, but they made. but in the time that they had – they made a lot of mistakes. Now, Gruden made way, made way more in terms of think about what the trade was for uh, for Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, but he got more time because Mark was bought in. See, I think Mark wasn't bought into this one even though he said he was, and I think that's the difference. These owners, you know, they'll stand with you for a while, but if they're catching so much heat on social media or from their friends, they only stand so long. They can only stand so long. You're going to have to produce quickly. Michael, as we talk about the plan, what's the plan for the Atlanta Falcons as we see the news this morning that Taylor Heineke is going to go ahead and start this week for Atlanta against the Vikings? I think a lot of that is a lot of that is look, we got a chance to win the North. We got a chance to win the South, right? I mean, there's no team here in the South that's so good. Okay, so like let's like who is it? Tampa? Is it New Orleans? You know who is it? Right. And so, like, who gives us the best chance? I'm sure the owner's sitting there saying, like, who gives us the best chance to win? We're 4-4. Four and four. We're the best team in the South. We can beat Tampa. We did it with Ritter, even though we turned the ball over three times he fumbled. So why not give ourselves a chance with Heineke and see if he can go forward? And I, and I think a lot of the, the negativity towards Ritter that is created creates doubt within the team. So they've got to do what they have to do. This is what happens when... You can't sell the player, right? You can't, the player doesn't meet you halfway. It's one thing you bring Garoppolo in and Jimmy 
for whatever reason, hasn't been able to play to the level he played in San Francisco. Well, you could say, well, he had better players around him in San Francisco. Well, that's true, but he also didn't miss as many throws as he missed in San Francisco. So, you you know, so I think the confidence level in Ritter, because of the turnovers and the the situation that they're in, they're saying, hey, we got a good team. Carolina's not any good. We know the Saints aren't that good. And, you know, we've beaten Tampa already. Let's see if we can get some experience at the position and not turn the ball over. Yeah, with Ritter, seven turnovers the last three weeks, four, three interceptions, four fumbles lost, four of those turnovers coming in the red zone, so at costly times. Um, they're laying five this week against a Minnesota Vikings team, Michael, who yesterday made some moves at the trade deadline. Uh, Josh Dobbs now coming in over from the Arizona Cardinals. We also saw the Vikings trade Ezra Cleveland to the Jaguars, but um, now as we kind of like get set, going back to all the different trade moves that happened yesterday, whether it's that one or Chase Young or Montez Sweat. What were some of the bigger impact moves, in your opinion, that we saw yesterday? And, you know, who would you say is the biggest winner and biggest loser from yesterday? Well, I think the Bears are losers because I think Sweat's a good player. But look, let's be clear here. You know, Sweat's older than Chase Young. You know, even the the numbers don't back up the deal. And now you got to sign them. You have to sign them to a contract, right? You have to sign Sweat to a contract, and you gave up a high second-round pick for him. I mean, it, it really doesn't make any sense why you would do that trade. It makes no sense at all. And so for me, you know, I'm not sure, and you don't even know if you're guaranteed to be back there. I mean, the Bears let this team make the move Without any, without, you know, like somebody would have said, hey, wait a minute, you can't do that. Why are we trading away a top, a pick that's so valuable? Like they didn't have any safety margin in this trade. And then you see the Niners trade for Chase Young, which I think is a really good trade, only because I compared it today in my article. Do you remember when Andrew Wiggins went from Minnesota to the Golden State Warriors? All of a sudden, he no longer became, you're the man, Andrew, you got to win. He became an auxiliary piece. He fit the offense. It's the same thing with McCaffrey. As great as Christian is, he can't carry an offense. Mm -hmm. He cannot. He can add to the offense. And he does a great job of that. Chase Young isn't going to carry your defense. But if if he's part of it, maybe he can add to it. And I think that's the problem. You know, these we, we we don't do a good enough job of understanding what's good to great, right? I mean, Chase Young has been hurt quite a bit, right? We know that. He's hasn't played a full season in his entire career, right? But it, on San Francisco with that defensive front, he doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have to be the guy. And with their D-line coach and the way they coach and get up the field and the way they teach technique, I think that move will be significant for them. I like the Donovan Peoples-Jones move, too, going back to Detroit. Gives him another receiver. Now, it doesn't give him the speed receiver, but it gives him a good pass catcher. I've always thought he made plays for Cleveland, Mm -hmm. but Cleveland never really bought into him. Yeah, and I mean, looking to add depth, too, after Marvin Jones Jr. stepped away for personal reasons. What do you think about the the Rasul Douglas one? The Packers, you know, getting rid of him when that just goes to show where the situation that they're at right now at two and five. But him going to the Bills, uh, an area of need, obviously, with Tredavious White and their defensive struggles. Does that move the needle for you in Buffalo? You know, I think, look, Buffalo is about... Again, Buffalo is a team that is predicated on playing from in front, rushing the passer, and getting pressure on the passer and holding up in the back end. And I think Douglas will give them somebody who's better than what they've been playing with. I mean, you talk about, you know, you talk about some of the situations. Like people think Buffalo's, again, this is all perception, right? 
Buffalo's roster is so good, right? Buffalo's got, you know, they do a great job of scouting. Okay, well, you know, they tried to trade Elam out there, their first-round pick in 22. Nobody wanted him. Teron Johnson, their slot corner, everybody goes after him. So Douglas helps them. Now, Bedford's got to play better. Bedford's a sixth-round pick in 22, and their secondary is old. But all that's insignificant. All that is insignificant. Because if they can play from in front, if they get the lead, and Josh Allen can play from in front, mm-hmm. and Floyd and Von Miller, who's not playing well, and Espa it can rush the passer, all of a sudden they look a lot better than they really are. Yeah, Buffalo obviously um, playing in the AFC and all those high-powered, pass-heavy AFC offenses going to need to give Josh Allen a little bit of support so that he doesn't have to play Superman. But playing for a lead, there are a number of teams in the NFL, especially this year, where you feel like that's what gets them off the ground and they can play differently from that standpoint. We talk about the 49ers as one of those teams as well, which to go back to your point about Chase Young, I love that thought process that the pressure with him in San Francisco is so different and he doesn't have to be the guy because they've got guys. And because of all the talent on that front, he'll have some more one-on-one opportunities. Like I'm really excited to see how he can develop within that, that defense and being healthy. Like he's still a former, you know, top five pick in the national, National Football League, if he can fill a little bit of what we thought that he would be prior to the injury. He's got five sacks in seven games this season. Um, For anybody that wasn't with us on the air yesterday to get a lot of that breaking news as it unfolded and Michael's thoughts on the trade deadline, make sure you go check out that column on vcin.com right now. A really, really great breakdown and a reference to Michael's childhood as well, which I (laughs) particularly enjoyed. We're going to take a quick break here. Stay with us on the Lombardi line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Download the app. 
and use the promo code Vegas when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. I feel like usually when we come in and we start talking about Survivor from the previous week, we're like, oh, there was carnage. There were so many people that were knocked out. Michael, only 36 people were knocked out last week. Only 36. Yeah. Well, it was an easier week. I mean, it, you know, it took some guts. You had to take the Chargers, right? Yeah. More you than felt half. good about them. More than half the entries. I know. But, okay, but the other half might have to take them this week against the Jets. Do you feel good about that? <laughs> I mean, I don't. So I, I think that last week, to me, it wasn't as hard this week. There's going to be a carnage. Because this week is truly what the contest is named after. You've got to survive. You got to pick a winner somewhere. Where are you picking one? You picking Green Bay? You pick you picking, you know, now you might pick Green Bay if John Wolford's a starting quarterback. You know, the, there's no guarantee that line at three of the of this is why I think it's fascinating as Survivor and the Lions go together. That line of three for Green Bay. Why is Green Bay favored against anybody? Yep. I mean, I've had Big Daddy staying at my house for the last three days. I've been inundated with Packer information that is way too much for me to handle. I mean, he thinks the Packers should be a nine-point underdog in this game. I mean, that's how much he thinks of them. So they're a three-point favorite. you got the guts to take them against the Rams. I may be with Wolford because you'll never take Green Bay again. Okay, you, you're going to take well, Atlanta with T- Taylor. I mean, yeah. tell me, where are you going? Well, so I was going to say in the, the Packers, Michael, that's even moved to three and a half since they sent away Russell Douglas at corner. So it's like moving toward Green Bay um, in that spot, which I'm surprised about because you're missing a critical piece on defense and then you're getting bet even more. Okay, but yeah, that tells you that tells you one thing, Stormy, the book thinks Stafford's not going to play. And the book thinks that if Stafford does play that finger, even though even though we know that, you know, Sean McVay said it was fine, it's not. Because you immediately go to the weather in Green Bay at 12 o'clock, you're going to have 47 degrees with 12 and a half mile winds. Is that finger going to hold up clutching that football? You sure he's going to play? Can he stay healthy even if he does play? It's a little iffy. Well, if it's Brett Rippon, then I think the line would move even more. No, but like I agree with what you're saying when it comes to Green Bay. They should they shouldn't be. Fa- I don't care about the weather. I don't care about anything. Like I can't trust Jordan Love at this point. I feel like maybe you would trust Brett Rippon more than Jordan Love, even though he hasn't played or a compromised Matt Stafford. I I don't get this number at all. So th- as far as Survivor comes, that's. That's a no for me, dog. But even okay. the big spreads, Michael, this is where I'm having a tough time. We usually try to look at for survivor teams with at least five and a half point spreads or higher, right? Seeing if you can get that that big favorite that you feel like is really going to dominate the game. Our big favorites this week are the Ravens laying six against Seattle, plus only 311 people have Baltimore left anyway. So it's only a small group of people that could use that should they want to um, based on Geno Smith's recent struggles. Like last week, start fast, finish fast, but I don't know fast, faster, but what the heck did we see in the middle? Geno Smith this year has not been what we saw last year that earned him the contract. So we got the Ravens minus six against Seattle, the Browns minus eight against the Cardinals, and the Saints minus seven and a half against the Bears. Do you really trust any of those teams confidently, at, at not only at those spreads, but just to say a P.J. Walker-led Browns team that's defense that we thought and believe is elite that has not played to that level lately is going to go in and do that against the Cardinals? I know it seems like a good opportunity. Josh Dobbs is out. We're going to see Clayton Toon now. 
but I don't trust that at all. We don't know what Clayton Toon's going to do. This is another rookie quarterback that we haven't seen. Look what Will Levis did last week. I'm not I'm not in for this at all. I hate this week in Survivor, so maybe it's a good thing I'm out. I think you got to take Cleveland. I think you, you do Cleveland or Atlanta. Ugh. You have to. I mean, you got Clayton Toon. You got a really good. You got a home team defense. You got a, a, an Arizona team that can't really defend much. You got to take Cleveland. I think I think most people will be on Cleveland. I think most people will be on Cleveland. I, I think, think most will sp- too. There and everybody has Cleveland. There's 1,127 entries that still have Cleveland. But my issue is like Michael. Tell me how you feel about this. I hate fading a rookie quarterback in their debut. I'm all for it game two. I'm all for it after that. But the rookie quarterback in their debut, they're not all going to be Dorian Thompson Robinson, right? Sometimes they pop, and that scares me. Yeah, well, but, I mean, it's called – you got to – all right, so you want to take Taylor Heineke and and think they're going to beat Minnesota? I mean, that to me is your next play. Like, I don't think you can take New Orleans with Chicago. I mean, of course, they got Montez Sweat down there, so why would you even do that? I mean, they just brought Superman in. Don't tug on his cape, right? <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to Sweat. It's not his fault that the Bears were stupid. You know, he's a good player. But to me, you, you try, I don't trust New Orleans. I don't trust New Orleans. New Orleans is, to, fact, frankly, if you had any guts at all, you know, Chicago, you, you got to take Chicago with seven and a half, even with a rookie quarterback. They're, just, they're begging you to take them. They're giving you that half point. Like, I look at these lines, and I'm trying to think of, like, what are they trying to tell me, right? What are they trying to tell me? Like, I don't understand the eagle line doesn't move, right? So they, they're staying three. That means they're getting good money on both sides. Cincinnati line went to three for a second, and boom, now it's back down to two. So that's telling me they they want more Cincinnati money, right? And so, like, I think these lines, they tell us something. And, like, the Packer line at three and a half, they're telling us they don't think Stafford's going to play. Or else why would that line be three and a half? Mm. I hate that game. So, what about... Could the Texans maybe in a bounce back spot against the Bucks? I think you'll see some people take the Texans. I really do. I think you'll see some people take the Texans, and I think you'll be holding your breath. I think you'll be holding your breath. I mean, Tampa has more of the ticket count. You'll be holding your breath because, I mean, you got got C.J. Stroud, who if you look at his last three games, hasn't played near to the level that we saw three weeks ago. If you look at his numbers. All right, you got a really good defense coordinator in Todd Bowles who will attack a young quarterback. As you mentioned, sometimes they pop early, but sometimes they struggle. We know that struggle occurs. Do you take him knowing that? Baker Mayfield, I I don't trust Baker Mayfield on Sunday. You tell me, Michael, is this the hardest week of Survivor so far this season? I think it is. I think this is the carnage week. Unless you take Cleveland and Cleveland does what they should do, which is win. Cleveland should just hand the ball off, you know, play, you know, pressure tune, create turnovers, and win the game with their defense and do not mess it up. Do not mess it up. It'll be a cold day. It'll be 50 degrees in Cleveland, slight wind. Make your field goals. Make tune play on a long field. Win the game 12-3. So you think, I think this is a good note just from like a betting standpoint as well with this game. Like, you think that defense is going to get back to form because the last two weeks, obviously what happened against Indy was rough, and that ended up being like this shocking high-scoring game. But last week, even too, that loss scared me against the, the 
um, that loss scared me. I just didn't feel like yeah. Seattle but they had, should have but they done was, that. You know, I mean, they look, the first three drives of the game, they scored 17 points, right? So you're worried about it, and, and for good reason. But Clayton Toon's not going to come out there and maneuver. I mean, all the things that we've talked about, you know, you can say, well, you know, the, this team's not – I mean, one of the things you liked about what Arizona was doing – was Arizona wasn't really not effective offensively. They were actually moving the football. I mean, when you look at it, right, they were actually 18th in the league in third down de- defense. That's not bad. I mean, that's not great. You're in the middle of the pack. They're 16th in the red zone. So he was actually doing some good things. The problem is the Arizona defense is really bad. They can't get off the field on third down. They're the 30th ranked team in the league, and they struggle to turn the ball over. I mean, they had three turnovers against Seattle, and Seattle still covered the line. Okay, so Browns have to be the pick. If you had the Ravens still, would you would you have interest in them no, against Seattle? No, you wouldn't? I would be scared against Seattle. Not be, uh, because, look, Seattle has has a chance to, you know, they, 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 they have good weapons. I mean, they can throw the – I mean, if, if, if Geno plays better than he has, they have a great opportunity. I think it'll be a doubt. I mean, you'll be holding your breath into the fourth quarter. I mean, if I had a pick, I would take Seattle. What am I getting, six now? I think you'll see a lot. That number's going to come back. If you like Seattle, that number's coming back to five and a half. I still can't believe that because of what San Francisco has done the last three weeks, Seattle all of a sudden is in the driver's seat in the NFC West. Well, I mean, when you don't, you know, when you, look, when you give away games, last week they got beat. I mean, Cincinnati was the better team on that day. The other two games they let slip away, miss a field goal, a ridiculous call at the end of the half. They they have themselves to blame. As Belichick would often say, you know, it, it, nobody else, it, we put ourselves in this spot. Nobody else did. A much needed buy this week to get set for the second half of the season. We are going to reset ourselves. Hour two of the Lombardi line coming up next. And I'm excited for this hour because we've got the top five, bottom five power rated teams. We got a cartoon from our guy, Harry Gagnon as well. Going to be a great next hour. Stay with us on the VSIN. And coming up, DraftKings Network as well. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 